and welcome to this episode of Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn and I will be your host. Today's topic is all about people pleasers and approval junkies. Oh, law, let's talk about this. Can I get a raised hand or an amen right now if you are or were or know someone who is a constant people pleaser? Let me hear you. Dude, I am a recovered people pleaser. I am a reformed approval junkie. I've got to share with you some information, not only on what God says, which is, of course, more important, but maybe some signs that you are a people pleaser or an approval junkie and ways for us to get out of that cycle. Let's do it. So how often do you feel like you're being used, you're being walked all over? How often do you worry about hurting other people's feelings? Do you believe at all times that you are less than others? Do you avoid giving yourself credit for much? Do you easily attract people who need to be rescued or consoled? Consoled. I meant consoled. I think the console is a thing in between the seats in your car. All right, let me get back to business. Uh, Do you easily attract people that need to be rescued? Do you have a huge fear of letting others down? Do you avoid making decisions because you're too worried what other people will think about that decision or maybe they won't like it so much? Do you avoid giving your opinion for that same reason? Are you constantly apologizing? Are you crushed when you find out someone doesn't particularly like you? Do you hate confrontation? Do you always say yes? Can you always be counted on for a favor? Now, not all of these are bad, of course, but if they're done to the extreme, you may be a people pleaser. Do you always get your work done, never miss a deadline, even pick up extra work or do things extra just because you can? You may be an approval junkie. Now, listen, this may be a little bit of who you are or it may be a lot. If it is a lot of who you are and if every one of those described you or even half of them... I want you to take a deep breath in. There is hope. (laughs) Also, there is a life of freedom that is waiting around the corner from you with a few steps, a lot of prayer, and some of God's word that can help you out of this cycle that keeps you from your purpose, that keeps you from enjoying things. Some of the things that happen when we are so focused on people pleasing and, and just getting other people's approval, the things that happen in our life is sometimes it leads to resentment. It leads to not only thinking negatively about ourselves, but it leads to us neglecting ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, going overboard with it's you first and you better do you first and you do you and who cares about anybody else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this makes us neglect some of the most important things in our lives. It usually sends us to a realm of putting everything on the back burner that's ours or that we like or that we feel is important to put everything else of everyone else is ahead of that. And that's not right. Sometimes we even push our own family aside to give someone else what they need. And just like, let's think about that for a minute. I think we've all done it, but it's like, why do I want their approval so badly? We've got to ask ourselves this because so much of what we do has nothing to do with God. So much of this approval junkie syndrome is just all about people. And why are we more worried about 
pleasing people than we are the creator of this world. It's crazy, but I've been there. It's something that we can work through and work around. But real quickly, if you are constantly trying to please people, we, again, have resentment. We neglect ourselves. We have the reduced ability to enjoy activities. We're super stressed. It can even lead to depression. We can also lose ourselves in trying to be the person that everyone else wants us to be or the person we think everyone else wants to be. And that can lead to something even worse, which is never finding our purpose, never finding why God created us the way that we did, why he gave you the skills and talents in one area and why you have no skills or talents in another. It's all part of why he created you and it's for some purpose, maybe not one thing, maybe many things, but how will we ever figure that out if we're constantly doing what other people want us to do or what we think other people want us to do. Proverbs 29, 15 says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Trusting the Lord means safety. That is what I want, 100%. First Thessalonians 2 through 4, for we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. For he alone examines the motives of our hearts. Oh, gosh. Think about that for a minute. Think of the stuff. And we've all done it. I am not judging you because I am recovered from this type of people pleasing mentality. Why would I bend over backwards just to have someone else think highly of me? Why would I bend over backwards? You know what I mean? But yet I'm not as concerned with what God thinks. My friend Michelle Myers wrote a Bible study book called Famous in Heaven and at Home. And while I, that's always been my goal, after I went through that book, I was like, you know what, God, I, I need you to reform me. I need help because sometimes, not all the times anymore, but sometimes I am more worried about what someone else thinks. I would rather do something for someone else to see it than not. And that's simply wrong. And God totally broke my heart over this. He made things very clear <laughs> that I needed to change. And I wonder if that's you. Listen to a few more scriptures. Proverbs 16, 7. When a wise man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies at peace with him. Oh, boom. Boom. I mean, get you some of that. He makes even his enemies at peace with him. Listen, if there's if you're doing everything right, as right as you can with God, taking the high roads, probably speaking way less than we think we should, good always wins over evil. Even your enemies will be at peace with you. And you didn't even do anything but do what's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Romans 12, 2, one of my favorite ones ever. Do not be conformed to this world, but continuously be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh my gosh. So we want to be transformed, but it's a continuous change with God to try to get out of this people-pleasing mentality. One of the best things that I ever did, and I believe God can speak through anything. And if you pray, God, show me what I need to see through this book. Show me what I need to see through this speaker. Show me what I need to see through whatever you're going to or where you're at or what you're reading. Regardless of whether it's a Christian thing that you're reading or not, we read a ton of personal development in our business. And a lot of it's not Christian, but I pray every time, God, show me what it is that I need to see today through this. And he will speak to you. I did this thing a few years ago called a priority clarity statement. Now, this is from my friend, Shalene Johnson, and her priority clarity statement, like I almost fell asleep reading it. I mean, it was like 75 pages. It wasn't really, but it was really, really long. But 
it gave me the ammunition and almost like the ground to stand on so that I could finally start to clearly decide what it is I was supposed to do and what it is I I shouldn't. All those little things that came about, am I supposed to be the person that makes the Christmas cookies for, you know, the Mother's Day Out Club or can someone else do that? I know I can make the cookies and I I could find the time, but is, but should I? And all that sounds so silly, but those of us that can, we oftentimes do and do too much because we can, but we never really go to God and go, is this what I should do? And that cookies, making cookies, that's kind of a silly example, but we can become very overwhelmed with Mother's Day Out, with PTA, with all the different parties, being room mom, being copy mom, all this stuff at work. We can do the extra stuff. So why don't we? Well, we have to always back it up with, is this what I should be doing? Because even though you can, it doesn't mean we should. This priority clarity statement that I read um, gave me the ammunition to write one for myself. Hope and Struggle's next Bible study is going to be a People Pleasers Anonymous Bible study. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to come with a workbook. We're going to do a lot of stuff in advance. And we're going to walk through this together. This will be the most in-depth study that we've ever done. And of course, you're invited if you go to hopeandstruggle.com. Give me your email address or find me on Instagram or Facebook or Hope and Struggle anywhere you can. You can be part of that community and also get the first invitations. The reason I think this is so important and powerful is because once I wrote that statement, it was God showing me, okay, here's a very practical way that you can bounce every idea, every opportunity, every favor asked of you against what is most important. And then that clearly can help you say yes or no. If you are a people pleaser, I'm going to give you one of the biggest tips that I can share with you today. You've got to find out what your top priorities are. And I know it's we say certain things are our top priority, but you've got to look at your decisions and your daily actions and see if they line up with your priorities. You know, we say certain things are our priorities, but are they? Because the proof is in what we do, not what we say we'll do. And I know this may sting a little bit, but if we say certain things are our priorities, but our actions every day, the fruit of what we do is in the actions. That's proof of our priorities, not what we say, but what we actually do. What we actually do. And you can look at your past years, look at your past months, look at your past few weeks and go, okay, what have my priorities been? Because that's where I've been focusing my time. And if it's not on your faith and if it's not on your family, if it's not on, you know, the good of others and your purpose and, and, and your job, then you've got to come to, you got to come to grips with it. I'm going to lovingly tell you to get very serious with yourself because until you speak the truth to yourself and not the lies, and by the way, we all do it from time to time, we've got to get very real with ourselves and realize what do my actions show my priorities are? What do my daily choices show my priorities are? Where, what is my mind thinking about every day? Where do I spend my money? Where do I spend my time? What do I do that's insane just to have people be pleased with me or just to have my name on that plaque, just to have my name be the one that's the president of this or the mom that did it all or whatever it is. And by the way, I'm not judging. I am speaking from my personal experience. I realized something about five years ago within our business there are different ranks. And with each business center, there's a top rank and it's called Superstar Diamond. Regardless of what it is, I wanted that so badly. 
I wanted it because the people I look up to were already there or they were about to get there. And I just knew that if I got there, then that was what the company wanted me to do. That's what my coach wanted me to do. That's what, you know, that's what they tell you to do. And Lee and I got there. And I remember very clearly standing on stage in front of about 8,000 people getting my award for being Superstar Diamond, along with about eight other people. I think I was the 17th person in our company to get it. And at that moment, I was so excited. You know, I was like, yay, we did it. And then, you know, back in my mind, I was kind of thinking, okay, now what? Now what? But I get up there and you have to give a little speech on what matters most. And, you know, I gave a little speech about through the, you know, refiner's fire, you know, you got to go through the fire to figure out what's real, you know. So it was a good thing. And then I gave the mic to the next person and I looked to the side of me and I saw the people I looked up to that had already hit that rank. Some of them are still my close friends today. And I immediately felt horrible. It's the strangest thing. You know, I hit my goal. What's the big deal? This is huge for us. I have an amazing team. We are a team. The Superstar Diamond, we are a Superstar Diamond team, you know. And I finished what I had to say. I looked at all those other girls and, you know, they said their own little speeches and everything they said was amazing. You know, everyone's a little bit of a different personality and take on it. And I'm looking to my right, looking at those girls and thinking, it is so fun to be in the same, you know, kind of category as they are, but I feel totally empty. I remember walking off stage. Only thing I was happy about was honestly my outfit and my shoes because I actually really like that outfit. But I got back there and I was just like, wow, now what? I mean, I'm not any closer to heaven. I don't think my husband loves me more. I don't think my children love me more. I'm not any thinner. You know what I mean? I don't have more muscle. We didn't necessarily make more money, you know, from me standing on stage and getting that. I mean, sure, we made money in the process, but it just was the strangest thing. And God really started to work in my heart from that point on. And I want you just to put yourself in that story. What are you striving for right now? Is it because it's truly what you want? Is it what will make your family better? Is it what will make your life better? Is it what will draw you closer to God and closer to your purpose? Or is it something that someone else has told you that you should do? Is it something that if you get it, that girlfriend will be proud of you or that guy will be proud of you? Or maybe you'll get your name spoke, you know, spoken on a call. You'll get a plaque or shirt or jacket or whatever it is. I don't think that that goal was unworthy please let me be clear. But I did it because I thought it would make everything better. and Everyone would be happy and we would be more happy. And to be honest, we weren't. I'm so glad we hit it because it did help us move forward, but hitting it didn't help me move forward. It's what I learned in the process of getting there that helped us move forward. So that being said, one of the best things that you can do right now is get honest with yourself. The last things that you've done for others, was it because out of fear of what they thought of you or fear of what you thought they thought of you? I would love for you to be part of this next study. I would love for you to get very real with yourself. I'd love for you to Google Shalene's priority clarity statement. We'll be going over it in this Bible study too. And everyone's going to have to do it. Like this is going to be hands-on, you know, kind of get dirty. You're going to have, and you're going to have to get your, I said, get dirty, bah, get your hands dirty. And get real with yourself. And like I said, it's going to sting a bit. But you know what? We have to break through and and, and uncover some of those layers before we can get into this life of freedom. And that's what comes with being a recovered people pleaser. That's what comes with stopping the approval junkie cycle. It's freedom. And I cannot tell you 
how beautiful it is to live a life where I'm not worried about what anyone else thinks other than God and my family, where I don't have to do things just so someone else won't be upset. I don't worry about them. I pray about everything and I move forward. I want that same freedom for you because it's glorious. It is just like giddy. It's happy. It's you, you just don't have that stress on the back of your shoulders the way you do we do when we are trying constantly to please. And it makes, I mean, I remember it used to make my stomach hurt that I was like trying to, oh gosh, I gotta do this and I have to do this. And I don't have to t- learn this new you know, format because I gotta teach it. And now I have to get as many people as I can there and I have to make them have fun. I have to make them enjoy things. And sure, there are certain aspects of that that are true depending on what we're doing. But if that's all we think about, God has some truth for you and he also has a life of freedom from this waiting for you. Will you come to Hope and Struggle? Leave me a voice message about this if you can on iTunes. I would love to hear your people-pleasing stories. I'd love to add that to the Bible study. And I would love to have you in the Bible study. It will be coming out soon. If you're part of our community, we have your email address, you're on Instagram, Facebook. You're going to be one of the first to hear about it. It's going to be really good and super practical and the most in-depth study we've ever had. I'd love to have you. Let's pray real fast and we'll get out of here. Oh, dear Heavenly God, Father God, thank you so much for hope and struggle. Thank you for our friends. Lord, thank you that I can hide in my closet, Lord Jesus, and film. Wait, what am I doing? And record a podcast like this where we can say your name, Jesus, where I can read your word and where we can share the things that you've done in our lives. God, thank you so much for breaking the people-pleasing cycle in my life. Thank you so much for making it very clear that I was a yes person, very clear that I was doing things I did not need to do and that was holding me back from doing the things you wanted me to do all for fear of others and for fear of what they thought, Lord. Thank you for telling me the truth that we can never please people even if we try, that it is not my job to please man. It's my job to do my best for you, with you, and for my family. Lord, I pray that you would open the hearts of everyone that listens to this. I pray that you would make our Bible study huge, but draw those people to it that desperately need to break this cycle, that desperately need to find out who they are, that they need to know whose they are, God, and they need to find their purpose. And we cannot find our purpose, Lord God, when we're worried about everyone else and we're doing everyone else's job. Lord, I pray that you would start to break those chains, unwrap that onion, Lord God, of the layers and layers of why we do people please, the layers and layers of why we think we need that type of approval and why we're so worried about people and we're not worried about you. God, I pray that you would just show us the truth, open our hearts, Lord God, to the truth of not only your word, but Lord, the life we're living. Why are we doing the certain things that we're doing? Is it ultimately for you? Or is it to get our name in lights? Jesus, I pray that you would break that cycle of pride, break that cycle of just an over, overly huge ego. And I thank you that even when I get my words twisted, Lord God, you still know what I mean. Thank you for hope and struggle. I lift this ministry up to you. I pray that you would grow it, grow it, grow it, Lord God, and show us new ways to reach others for your glory. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. I cannot wait to get this going. It's going to be awesome. And oh my gosh, there's so much, so much of God's word where he speaks about pleasing men and how to avoid those things. I'd love to have you in that study and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.